Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment that you've all been waiting for. Southside Rabbi is back. Woo! We are back for another season. Put, put the little Wayne with the yeah. little Wayne meme. Yeah. Now, let me say something before we actually get started. I have a statement prepared for uh, on behalf of Southside Rabbi. <clears throat> we just want to say that we denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. All of it. Everyone. And we stand with our brothers and our sisters in the Jewish community. Yes. Solidarity. With us. And Amen. Amen. Yes. Free Beautiful. Palestine. So, um, I, we are you back. just got canceled immediately. <laughs> Out the gate. Um, listen, there has been a lot that has happened in society. But before we get to that, I have to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, and the legend. Listen. Wow. Wow. This it's been man a long time. that I'm about to introduce to you right now is the I I I I'm 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 speechless because trying to describe who he is, it's it, it's ineffable <laughs> to be able to describe this individual that is sitting across from me right now. Uh-huh. I am talking about a man that when he walks into heaven. Wow. You are going to have David come up to him and say, listen, I, as a little shepherd boy who was doing pull-ups and push-ups and feeding these sheep. (laughs) What? I am probably one of the best world-class skilled people you will ever see with a slingshot. And I have the boldness of a lion because I went up against that filthy Philistine who was cursing my God and I whipped that slingshot and bam! I hit him right square in the middle of the forehead. And he died. And not only that, I cut his head off. With his sword? With his sword. What kind of flex is that? So I'm just letting you know the kind of man or man that's talking to you right now. And even I do not have the kind of boldness and courage that you, my friend, oh. Kevin Elijah Burgess, has. Oh. I was up here in heaven watching in 3D. <laughs> there was stuff that you were doing on earth that I said, God, could you rewind that? Oh. I just have to see it again. Oh, my gosh. Hallelujah. Listen, I, I think that David is going to, listen, Paul is going to come to KB and said, I went to the... The, the, the letters department, I went to the department of the booking department here in heaven, and I said, we have to add another book. Wow! Open revelation! We have to add another book! Open the Kevin! The book of Kevin Elijah Burgess. Oh First, Kevin has to be added, and they told me, Paul, get out of here. And I said, y'all are right. I'm tripping. Oh, my goodness, bro. I'm talking to you about a man that when he stands before the Lord, the Lord is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, you've done better than all. <laughs> Besides Jesus. Oh, Lord. And everybody in the back of the line that's waiting to stand before oh. our God, they're going to hear that and be like, well, well, what do we do? Do we? I don't know what you're doing. I don't you know what, doing what he was doing. But he's going to say, listen, I have looked all around the earth and I have not found faith like this man's <laughs> faith here. Oh. <laughs> 
Remember when Jesus told everybody, and he told Israel, look, this centurion, I've looked around Israel, nobody has faith like this centurion. Yes. Who, by the way, Jesus saying that to a bunch of Jews, him saying that a Gentile centurion had more faith than Israel was crazy. If you really that think was about wild. It. But yes, it does, it's not going to be wilder than when he says it to you. You are wilding right now, bro. And I just want to say, I, for one, am a brother that is, I'm grateful to know you. Amen, brother. I am encouraged by your faith, have been since we were 15 years old. Yes, yes, yes. And wow. uh, I got to introduce y'all, Kevin, Elijah, smooth Thank and groove. You. My man has been touring and pouring. Thank you. Pouring out for the Lord. That's right. While we've been gone. You want to know why we have been gone for so long? It's uh -huh. Because this man has been fasting the whole time. That's right, man. He's he the fasting from the podcast. There's just... <laughs> he came to me one day. He said, Bruh. I mean, look, we got to end the podcast <laughs> this season because I have to fast 40 days, 40 nights, no food, no water. I came and I saw this man. He looked like a shell of himself. <laughs> But he was a giant spiritually. He had, wow. he had no muscles, but he had muscles wow. in the spirit. But I'm, I'm just joking. But wow. I'm glad to be back with you, bro. I'm glad to be back. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh huh. And un momento, papi. Before we continue, let me also just take a moment. Where, where are we? We're here. We're here. What camera are we in? <laughs> and introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, a man who stands apart from any other man. His pronouns are that guy. Oh, no. His pronouns are Hemothy, Hemsworth, Hemi Neutron. Uh, th this, this gentleman that I speak to you of, uh, his name is so sacred that it's magical. One time, I was writing a birthday card to this man right here. And at the end of my letter, I wrote the word I mean out. I then closed the letter and forgot that I didn't sign it. So when I opened the card back up, I mean read G-O-A-T because that's who he is. The very paper itself corrected me and I wasn't on a phone. There was no autocorrect. Reality corrects the man or the woman that misappropriates the sacredness <laughs> of this man here. You I want you to know that time waits for no man except I mean the dream Hudson. I want you to know that this man's tears cure cancer, but unfortunately, he hasn't cried in years. This man I lives <laughs> I lost with a level of joy in the Holy Ghost that we only dream about. When I think about who I want to be, it is only in relationship to who I mean has already been for oh, decades. Brothers and sisters, in season five, I am going to do my best to try to give this man the flowers. Excuse me, he is a whole edible arrangement, brother. This man doesn't deserve flowers. He deserves fields, <laughs> lilies, Patagonias. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm talking about none other than the man himself. The man whose mind is sharper than any man that you will ever meet whose argumentations are so airtight that logic itself oh, is confounded no. Oh, no. by his reasoning. The man who speaks several different languages, including Braille. No. He speaks Braille. <laughs> speaks he Braille. speaks Braille. Sounds like... Brr, 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 brr. <laughs> it's, it's ASMR. <laughs> but anyways, please make some noise for my best friend, partner in crime, and... The gentleman who, together with myself, will be giving you episodes every single week. 
throughout most of 2023, I mean the dream, mean machine, Hudson. Make some noise for my man. Thank you, my brother. Speaking of ASMR, bro. Stop. Do not win. No, this I was just. You're going to take it back. You have been you've been sitting here thinking. I had I need it. I need this. I mean, give it. No. Let me have it. I'm dying over here, no, man. <laughs> the people don't respect me no in, more. In heaven, my streams have a... went down. <laughs> uh, ever since then, like we thought he was sharp, oh. but I was like, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying that in, in heaven they have an ASMR soundtrack on of you just flipping pages in your Bible while you're on earth. <laughs> And you know how Bible pages are thin, so they're like, shh, and they sound like plastic bags from a grocery store. <laughs> that's, that's what they're playing. This episode of Southside Rabbi has been brought to you by our good friends at Native Supply, a fashion-forward, kingdom-focused, gospel conversation-starting clothing brand that is devoted, and I love this phrase right here, big dog, what? to provide uniforms for the kingdom citizen. Because we playing on God's team. So we need a uniform to be we on the team. We need God's jerseys. I'm telling you, boy, you going to get These are the, God's jerseys. You get the glory, and Moses is going to be like, why you ain't bringing me some of them Solomon sandals <laughs> that say his glory alone on it? The, 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 his glory alone varsity jackets. I need one of the jackets. varsity jackets. Yeah, the T-shirts, the hoodies, the socks, the hats, my brothers, the joggers. <laughs> it's affordable. Uh, it's functional. Everything that you see, I mean, and I wearing for all season five is typically from Native Supply, and you can be laced as well by going to native.supply. There's no.com, it's just native.supply. Take advantage of their sales today. They are having a Black Friday sale up to 80% off. Woo! I like how that sounds. 80%? That's 20% away from 100. Uh <laughs> Lord have it's mercy. It's next to free. I am trying to tell you. It is you. closer to it's free than free it is to cost. Yes, that's exactly you what, what I'm saying. Say. And then there are sales all year round. Check out our partners at Native.Supply. Also, Southside Rabbi now has a merch store powered by Native Supply. Yes. Check mm -hmm. us out as well. The link will be in the description. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Man, dog, there has been a lot that has happened since we've been gone. Absolutely. I mean, like... Like, I, what have y'all been doing in the I world, have, bro? No, I have, there's been a whole bunch of going Oh, on. my goodness. Kanye has come out almost and just been anti-Semitic. Definitely. And, and, and Kyrie Irving has been uh, uh, advocating for and promoting a documentary that's also anti-Semitic. And he's a black Hebrew Israelite, I'm guessing. Now? And I guess Kanye is, too. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, there's that. Christian nationalism. Is not only back, my brother. Not only is Christian nationalism like uh, 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 backing in the mainstream, but if y'all remember, we did an episode about how many years ago was that, Derek? Two years ago. And go to the comment section. Go to the comment section of the episode we did yes. on, on politics. Uh huh. And when we talked about Christian nationalism, look at how many folks were telling us that Christian nationalism didn't exist. Uh -huh. And we were warning y'all. We sure. were saying Christian nationalism, there's gonna there's this rise of it. It seems like folks are embracing it. They're yes. endorsing this kind of this kind of Christian nationalism. And we think that we were we we have some concerns about it. Yes. It looks like it's gonna be dangerous. Yep. And folks were telling us left and right, y'all are crazy Christian nationalists. Overplaying it. Yes. Overreacting, it's distraction. Uh, you guys are just be having these knee-jerk, alarmist reactions, and now we have Christians that are full-fledged embracing Christian nationalism mm -hmm. because of a new popular book that's out. You got pastors and theologians and stuff coming out talking about they're embracing it. Yes, and now it's 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 a term that cats are embracing. Yeah, they're now. like, yes, I'm a Christian nationalist. Yeah, and we're like, next. Uh, 
and we hope we we'll, we'll probably touch on it some now, but we're yeah. gonna do a full episode uh, reviewing the book, which I mean and I both are going to read, and we're going to invite that gentleman onto the show. I we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We might. I don't know. I I, I said that without I mean's permission. KB is being <laughs> very I ambitious. Wanna, I, the, the thing is that I speak from a place of ignorance because I've never heard of him yeah. and most of the cultural... Well, I think a lot of folks have it until this book came out. But even a lot of the, the cultural discourse that is happening around the topic is just outside of my, yeah. my world. I have right. to go into Twitter and figure out what's going on. <laughs> and I'm, I'm reading uh, people's reactions and, and, and different things and I literally just log off of Twitter and yeah. go somewhere That's else. That's why but. we it's good for us as we always promote on Southside Rabbi yes. to go to the sources. There read it the is. source material. So uh, we want to get the book and we do want to read it uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, on top of that, um, there uh, we've we've had you know PMB Rock rapper was yes, shot. A lot killed. of death in hip hop. Yeah, a lot of mm -hmm. death in hip hop. Continuing, yeah. right? Continuing because uh, yep. we've talked about that. We've said that. Uh, so we we've seen PMB Rock was killed yep. in Roscoe's in California. Takeoff from the Migos was killed. Yes. Um, and so and we've we've talked about this before that now more rappers are dying now than in than in the gangster yeah. rap era. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh -huh. And so. It's it's get, now being a rapper, uh, especially a mainstream rapper, has become has officially become like a dangerous job. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so we 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 have death that has happened um, in hip hop, um, and you know there's just been a lot that's been going on in culture, a lot that's been going on yeah. with the society. Donald Trump, yes, is running. I'm running for president. He is again. running again. Donald Trump, 2023. Listen, yes, I want to come on the podcast. I want to tell everybody, vote for me. It's going to be huge. You thought the first one was listen, something. If you thought the first one was good, listen, KB is a very good guy. Very, very nice guy. <laughs> very endorses me. Very nice guy. Has a great album, His Glory Alone. Listen to it yes. a bunch of times. Um, they ask me my favorite song. I say all of them, folks. Yeah, all of the right. songs. They're all great. Yes. Um, and I'm running for president again. Yes, yes. 2023. Uh -huh. Make sure that you all vote for me. Jordan Peterson's going to be vice president. I'm yeah, changing the listen. law. If uh, Jordan Peterson was Donald Trump's VP, let me tell you how much of a clean sweep. Oh, if that and the head of, or Secretary of State was uh, oh uh, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, bro. Yeah. If Andrew Tate was Secretary of State and Jordan Peterson was VP, Donald Trump might win seventy percent of the votes, bro. There'd be people <laughs> that have never voted in the history of the United would, States. I'm talking bro. about every manism, every every misogynistic the whole manosphere would uh, show up in numbers. Every incel community would vote for Ooh. them like I've never heard of. But yeah, I think so now we got Donald Trump officially running for president again. Hopefully just to be honest with, if I want to be honest, I hope Ron DeSantis runs because to see him and Ron DeSantis duke it out, I'm just going to have popcorn. Oh, primetime television, brother. primetime television, my Oh, brother. my goodness. He's already insulting Ron DeSantis, and Ron DeSantis didn't even do nothing yet. Yeah. But win in Florida, unanimously. I wonder what so, his nickname is going to be. <laughs> he said Ron DeSantis. Is that what he calls him? Yeah, he called him Ron DeSantis. I should know that. Yes, he did say that. I totally forgot about that. I hope he comes with a newer one, though. <laughs> he will. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, I, I, there's just been a lot been, that, that's been going on within sure. uh, culture and society, sure, man. Sure. And um, we are we're glad to be back to be able to kind of touch on some of it. Yeah. We, we, I think that one thing that is that is consistent is that society is still very fragmented. Yes. Um, and that's what we want to do with Southside Rabbi. We want to be able to bring a little bit of order to all of the fragmentation online. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think there's a lot of. I mean, we're in a. Uh, uh, 
we're in a digital age, as we know. And right. I wanna, we, we want to talk about that a little bit later uh, with later episodes that we have coming to Southside Rabbi, talking about what it means to be in a digital age, what it means to be in an informational age, and some of the things that we have to watch out for, digital yes. literacy. Yes. You know, we want to do another episode on conspiracy theories because that's still been the thing Christians embrace. Particularly those. when we start talking about uh, the conversation around mm-hmm. Hebrew Israelites. Uh, yes, uh, We want to do a deep dive yeah. for you all in that con- in, in that conversation yeah. because who would have thunk that that would be as mainstream of a convo as it could be? And the thing is that we've been talking about uh, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. This mm-hmm. this hasn't been a conversation we've had on the streets of the South Side of Saint Petersburg. Yep. There's something uh, there, there's there was something. That, in some ways, the the traditional black church was missing for mm-hmm. our generation. When yeah. I think about the millennial, absolutely, and the Gen Z, I would say as yep. well. Mm-hmm. Where, in, in and this isn't everywhere. I hear my, my my homie Charlie Dates. Be careful when you tread light when you're talking about the black church. Right, touche. But what we saw, at least in Southside St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm is that there was kind of a feminization mm-hmm. of what of our understanding mm-hmm. of Christianity. Right. Uh, that was our grandmother and mm-hmm. our mom's mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, God bless them. Yeah, and I'm here because of my grandmother and my mother. Amen. But I think for those on the outside, uh, they didn't see themselves at churches. Yeah. They only saw men, excuse me. Yeah. A lot of men, <clears throat> boys didn't see men mm-hmm. in the church context. Yeah. Um, there are other social dynamics of why that was the case. Um, but I think when the five percenters, the nation of Islam, and now, not to draw a, a one-to-one comparison to mm-hmm. all three of these, because they're, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very different movements. Right. <laughs> uh, but now the Hebrew Israelites, they show up with an appeal to strength yeah. and manliness linked with religion. Right. We... Uh, are made to connect with something mm-hmm. that is much greater, a sacred reality. Mm-hmm. We're looking to assign meaning, purpose, understanding of how the world works to a higher power. And the, 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 the buffet of religions across the land are mm-hmm. all, it's almost like a, a job um, fair. Yeah. Where everyone has a booth saying, here's what we offer. And what appeals to a... A generation of of young men who were uh, raised, many of them without fathers, mm-hmm. many of them raised seeing visions of Christianity, right? That was completely disconnected from manhood and yeah. manliness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these dudes walk up with some pretty compelling pamphlets. Yeah, and especially if you're dealing with your own sense of of self worth and position in culture in, yeah. in this world. Yeah. Who am I as a black man? What does that right. mean? Right. I've, I've I've spent so many I've had so many in, interactions with individuals where that uh, that thing about me, my blackness, was devalued, right. or not affirmed, right. or invisible. Right. Right. And here, I find in these these expressions of religious alternatives. I see strength. Yeah. I see a, a, a connect to something that is historical, right. a reconnection to all that I, that was lost in the transatlantic slave trade. I can connect with this uh, this history, mm-hmm. this, this ancestry of of religious and uh, social um, meaning. Right. And I get that, and I, and I feel ministered to by it. So make no mistake that they and that that 
the, particularly thinking about his he, Hebrew Israelites, mm-hmm. they're another iteration of a um, alternative for the young black man to find something that in some ways the church did not provide mm-hmm. as they grew up in their regular Christian yeah. cultured environments. They remind me of, yeah. I always say they remind me of a of a of a type of Christianized version of the nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like they're providing what the nation of Islam was 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 seeking to provide for black men in the 70s, 80s. Yeah. You know, and and it feels like that's what's happening. And, and and the crazy thing about it is <clears throat> it's it's like you said, it's connecting them to a I, I think the black church has always been big on being unashamed of our blackness, right? Sure. But now that we're in this resurgence, it seems like, of black power, black pride, you have this movement of these folks that are not just simply saying we're black, we're proud, it's okay, but they're like literally preaching that we come from, you know, we we are God's chosen people. There's there's that dignity that's linked there. And it yeah. gives, like you said, it gives me a sense of identity. Yeah. You know, we're part of the lost tribes of Israel. Or, yeah. you know, we was kings, bro. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, kind of sure. like this, it's kind of like the whole tep nation of Islam. It's like an amalgamation of all that sure. on top. And so I think that you have a lot of folks that are that are attracted to it, as you said, because they're finding dignity and value as black, as as black folks in this idea. Yes. Right. Um, and, uh, unfortunately though, a lot of it is based, uh, (laughs) a lot of it, like a lot of stuff in the information age is based a lot uh, about a bunch of, uh, it's based on a lot of conspiracy. Yeah. Um, it's based on a lot of, uh, misinformation and disinformation. Sure. Um, it's, and, and, and it's based upon a lot of shoddy research and history. exegetical stretches, man. Oh, some huge exegetical stretches. And so I think that, um, but... Uh, the thing is, when you can play on someone's emotions and their identity, a lot of the times the the logic and the reasoning goes out of the window, mm, right? Because you're appealing good. to emotion and, 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 that's and, right. and identity. Yes. And when you're appealing to emotion and emotion and identity, then um, it makes it hard to change someone's mind based upon facts because they didn't come to believe it based sure, upon facts. Sure. So when somebody's not believing something because of facts, it's hard to get them out of that belief with facts. It would be like telling someone in, in the ancient Near East right. that they're heart, the seat of their emotions is in their brain and not in their stomach. <laughs> not in their bowels. I feel it right, down here. Right. What are you talking about? Exactly. No, your, your brain is sending... You, you're asking me to go against my very identity. This is what I've identified with as reality. I'm good. Yeah. And I see a lot of value of thinking about it this way. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. if I tell you, my brain really goes out to you right now. That does not have enough weight. Right. It doesn't have enough weight to my heart, my soul, the center of my being feels you right now. Exactly. So we'll go with the other one. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so I think that, um, you know, uh, the black Hebrew Israelite stuff could could be attractive that way. Sure, sure. And one of the things that I've also recognized is that a lot of folks that I knew personally believed in this stuff and I didn't know. Sure. So then I started discovering that. Good friends. A lot of Christian rappers. Like Uh some Christian rappers that I've I've had long conversations with on the phone. And I was like, yo, you believe this? And we are debating back and forth. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I think... um, I, I think that it has definitely kind of, if I can use this word, bewitched some folks. You know, sure. I've had folks sit, you know, like, what, what is your sources for this stuff? And they're giving me sources and it's like fringe blogs on WordPress. I'm like, yes. yo, this is not a, this is yes. not a viable source of yeah. information, you know? Sure, and sure. some stuff, some, some arguments that even like some folks that we know has given me has been debunked pretty easily if you just do some simple research, sure. which is showing me that folks aren't really researching it yes. like they should. So I think, um, but I think that that's part of us living in the digital information and age. Can I can I say something? Yeah, too? go ahead. Um, 
because I'm I'm super excited about helping our tribe understand what Hebrew Israelitism right. is, what he, Hebrew Israelites are, mm-hmm. uh, engaging with it honestly yeah. and transparently, yeah. uh, even if it involves having right. uh, individuals from that tribe speak into mm-hmm. um, what we're talking about yep. and, and having a lively discussion around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to having more of those kind of back and forth uh, debates, if you will, yeah, yeah. with our patron community. So yeah, yeah, be yeah. on the lookout for that. But I, I do think... That it's important for us to draw the line no matter what we're talking about when we start inching away from scripture and yeah. stepping into conspiracy. Uh-huh. Because to not say, and I'm, I, I don't want to be saying at all that all that uh, all the observations of the, the ethnic identity around ancient Israelites. Uh, as espoused by black Hebrew Israelites It's false It's false right. So that, that would be uh, historically that, untrue Yes yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be very, very uh, It would be very reductive Yes To say something like that But I will say this, bro The reason why we at least need to be able to discern That some of this is conspiratorial Because what we talked about in our previous episode on conspiracies Where we did a pretty deep dive into Mm -hmm. this uh, We we deep dove into the subject Is that conspiracy is typically a bunch of dots that do connect Mm -hmm. A bunch of um, uh, correlations They just connect loosely Ain't that suspicious? Right That when they were over there, this was was also happening Isn't it suspicious that It's a bunch of suspicions that one could make an argument for Right for, yeah, yes. I think about I think about like one of the things which I hope I have coming to folks soon is I want to talk about the origin of the Illuminati. Yes, but the Illuminati founded yes. in 1776. Yes, by Adam Weitzap, a Bavarian philosopher. Mm-hmm. America cl- declared its independence in 1776. So people say, well, ain't that suspicious? Ain't that suspicious? The, the Illuminati, 1776. America, 1776. It's like. You tell correlated, me, but it's not. Yeah, that's it's right. Not, there's, there, there's a lot of stuff happened in 1776, right. bro. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but if you really deep dive, it's not. There's no. There's no there there. Sure. But man, my 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 thought is that I get, I resonate with, um, why this makes sense to people. Yeah. Um, I don't think folks are merely crazy. No. I think that Kanye is doing what I have seen artists do. For years Inside of our space mm-hmm. uh, And outside of our space mm-hmm. Is that they have Deep conversations With somebody That makes a bunch Of good points That they think are right And the rest of the world Needs to know about it mm-hmm. But because they themselves Haven't sat with it very long They can't explain it very well They are going to sound Very vapid And confusing And crazy When they talk about it publicly mm-hmm. So they are In some ways Just parroting Surface level points mm-hmm. That they have Gotten from someone who's thought deeply about it, and that person that thought deeply about it, they themselves may have all kind of entanglements with right. their logic. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's an artistic arrogance that makes us feel like we need to be the authority on everything, mm-hmm. and that we have the right to speak into anything, mm-hmm. and that it isn't that it isn't so much that. I need to sit down somewhere and actually understand what is the consequence behind what I'm saying. Right. Uh, but it's, I'm me, people listen to me, so they're going to get this work. I have seen that time and time again, bro, and I feel like it's almost uh, second nature to me right now where I, c- I can feel like if an artist has actually thought through this because things in this world are set up in such a way that we will choose a person 
of charisma and talent over somebody of true authority because mm-hmm. they are they're actually an expert in the subject right. and can articulate past the first five minutes of the convo. Right. When, right when you start asking some very simple questions of the explanation, you find out quick that they don't know what they're talking about and they haven't thought very deeply about it. Exactly. Anyways, I'm just saying I can resonate with, with what's happening. Right. Um, right. However, one of the things that um, I've experienced in my conversations with people who have, who have in some ways found so much um, dignity and value um, and their, their kind of innate religious scratch is so satisfied by Hebrew Israelitism that in those conversations with them, I can, if, when I have conversations with them, I get the impression that they are arguing for their own soul. Like, if this is wrong, then I don't know how to explain life. Mm. Uh, one of the, the, the entry points that a lot of folks in, you know, this is what Kanye thinks that he's doing. Kanye believes that he is trying to get, he's trying to enlighten us so he can free black people from their chains. Mm-hmm. Because that's an assumption, is that the reason that we were enslaved, the reason that uh, African Americans in so many uh, in so many arenas are behind everyone else is because they're, they're cursed. I mean, they may, maybe they won't use that exact word, but that's what you're describing. We have right. disobeyed Yahweh, mm-hmm. and God is punishing us. Is punishing us. Yeah. Um, and... Also, what Kendrick said on his album, yeah. "Damn," there is a there are a lot of people that which which is interesting because uh, a lot of black folks aren't upset about that. Yeah, or even when we have these conversations, I <clears throat> I don't hear a lot of people like pausing real quick say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait." Mm-hmm. You're saying that all black people are cursed, <laughs> and that the transatlantic slave trade was God's will for us right. because, because of the disobeyed. disobedience of our ancestors. Right. That is what you're saying to me. Yeah. And when I when I and when I I say, well, what about Jesus though? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus do for human beings? What did he to accomplish? Trust him? Right. 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 What was the scope of the cross? Right. I hear very well thought out when I cuz I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm particularly thinking about a conversation I had with a dude. This guy was a um, he was a big Christian producer and also mainstream as well. Mm-hmm. He's a black man married to a white white woman. Mm-hmm. And through at least his version, because I understand that there are several another, versions. Yeah, because you can run into Hebrew Israelites and they all believe in different stuff. And so we're going to unfurl sense. a lot of that on, on Southside Rabbi. But in his version, which was the more extreme version of he- Hebrew Israelitism, like the gentlemen, mm-hmm. uh, likely the gentlemen that were outside of telling Barclays, white, telling white people to bow to them. Oh yeah, that's right. Or, or the people you'll happened. see on YouTube that would yeah. that, that want white folks to kiss their feet yeah. and bow and stuff like that. <clears throat> he believed that white people are the devil, mm-hmm. and that would obviously include his wife, wife who he divorced, sir. And because I talked to him. Hours trying to talk him off. He had already jumped. Get him back on the ledge. Mm -hmm. And here's where the conversation turned for me. And I'm saying this because Jesus, in a lot of ways, causes some trouble for this logic. Mm -hmm. 
Because he was giving me verse after verse after verse after verse from the Old Testament. He was going into Hebrew. Yeah. He then was jumping into the New Testament. He was pointing out Greek. And I'm sparring with him exegetically. Yeah. I'm challenging his interpretation, but he had explanations. for. I was like, oh, this man is really giving himself to this. Mm-hmm. I was not mm-hmm. talking to somebody who was... Who was like a slouch. Unfortunately... I'm not calling Kanye a slouch, but right. I'm saying he wasn't parroting what he heard from somebody else. Right, he had to study He did his... hear this from somebody else, right. but he read all the books that, that somebody else was read right. as well. Right, 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 right. I asked him very simply, let's just say that white people really are the problem here. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Jesus' command when he says, love your enemies? Mm-hmm. He paused, bro. He said, no, God hates his enemies. I said, brother, the very context of Jesus's admonition on loving right. your enemies was the fact that God is providing for yeah. enemies. He said enemies. the sun, sun shines on the just and the unjust, rain falls on the just and the unjust. The that he's basically saying, be like God. The context for loving your enemy right. is imitating God. Exactly. That's the context. Yep. That the way that God is, yep, this is treating what God people does. who hate him, that think nothing about him, right. equivalent to walking into your house, making a sandwich in your kitchen, sitting down at your table, enjoying a meal, watching Netflix on your subscription, wiping their hands and their mouth on your couch and walking out with no thank you or acknowledgement whatsoever. You do that in God's world daily. And God says, I'll see you tomorrow at five. Mm-hmm. Come on back and eat again. Yeah. I let my rain fall on the just and the unjust. God is an enemy loving God. And even in the wicked, bro, Mm -hmm. the wicked who want nothing to do with him, he says, I take no pleasure in your death. Right. That God's heart leans towards long suffering, Mm -hmm. patience, Mm -hmm. grace, kindness. And I asked him, can I say that about you, brother? Do you lean towards long-suffering, mm-hmm. patience, kindness, enemy, not tolerance? Right, enemy love. Brothers and sisters, I have a book coming out. This is the first copy of hey. it. It's called Dangerous Jesus. Physical. I got a chapter in there about this. Oh, the love of God as it is expressed in the people of God is a scandalous reality. Yes, absolutely. That we're not asking you to just put up with your enemies. Most of us don't even know who our enemies are. Right, true. I mean, all our, our enemies are ideological. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I write about it in the book that make a list of the people who you think are intentionally trying to make life harder for you. Yep. And then in a, in a roundabout way, see them as enemies. Your, your, your response to that list is how might I love them, pray for them, and not refuse good when it is in my power to do so yeah. and they're in need. Brother... This is a scandalous mm-hmm. New Testament, bro. Yeah. That throws a lot of this stuff into question. Like, and he could yeah. not answer me. Like his the, only argument was, no, God does hate his enemies and so do I. Like the Pharisees couldn't answer Jesus when he said it. That, wow. And, and, that, and that, is, that is what reminds me, that is what happens with the black Hebrew Israelites, some of them yes. that are more extreme. Some of them. When you say the things that Jesus said to the Pharisees yes. who were like, we are the real children of Israel, yes. they had the same response yes, 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 yes. that the Pharisees had with, with Jesus. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing is that the problem with all of this stuff is Jesus, bro. Jesus is the problem. He throws the monkey wrench in all of Even it. Even Jesus' words, brother. Yeah. Think about the way the Bible 
reflects on what it means to just simply have membership to God's chosen people yep. mm -hmm. and why there's a problem to be presumptuous about that. Here's what the text literally says. Verse 9 of, of, of Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist says, and don't presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. Mm -hmm. Careful what you pull from your bloodline, brother. Right. Careful. Right. Because the fact of the matter is, for I tell you that God is able to raise up children of Abraham from these stones. Jesus said elsewhere that if y'all don't get it together, the rocks will cry out. Right. God has a way of getting a witness no matter where you came from. Jew, Gentile, bond free. Yeah. He is transcendental. Absolutely. That's how the kingdom works. Yeah. It is not tied to the specialities of a bloodline. Yeah. Although the specialities of a bloodline aren't meaningless. Exactly. But when it comes to what we do and how we live, and this is where the New Testament gets very, very tricky mm -hmm. for some of those in the movement, because when, and the movement that I'm referring to is black like Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites, Israelites, and I'm yep. thinking particularly about the, the, the ones the who fall in the extreme. Because right, right. I have met some, met some essentially evangelical or uh, orthodox I have, I have you know, Christians who that would, believe it. That would say, yeah, that's where I lean, but... We are not confused that at the core of all of this right. is our Christoformity. Exactly. If we are not becoming like Jesus as a priority, as a manifestation of saving faith, if 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 that isn't at the core, at the, the, the center of the project, right? What are we doing? Right. As it relates to what the Bible says we should be doing. Right. So, yeah, like you said, Jesus also creates so it gets tricky sometimes when we start talking about once we stop just arguing, do all of these dots connect? Right, connect. And we just get to the core. That's when it could get start, it start getting tricky for some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for some of the extreme BHI guys, their gospel is the fact that black folks are true children of Israel. Right. And that's as far as it goes. Yeah. That's what they're on the corner preaching. That's right. That they're not on the corner preaching the gospel. They're not saying repent and be repent and come unto God. Repent, turn away from your sins, turn to Christ. Throw yourself upon the cross and trust Jesus Christ for salvation. That's not what they're saying. They're yes. saying the white man is the devil. Yes. Black black men are the true children of Israel. You guys are you guys are the lost tribes. Yes. And that's that's what we are converting you to. We're not actually converting you to Jesus. Yes. We're converting you to believing that you are a true child of Israel. Sure. And what Jesus says about that all throughout the New Testament is that. That does not save you. Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly what it, what, what what he says. And yeah. Paul gets yeah. and Paul gets at that even more oh, in Galatians. Paul. Yes, where Paul starts saying, "Hey, if you really want to know who the true children of Israel are, yeah, yeah." And, and he talks gets at that in Galatians, and he gets at that in Romans. I think Romans four. Yeah, the ones who are the true children of Abraham are those who do what Abraham did. They yes. trust in Abraham's God. Yeah. it's not about Woo! them being. A part of Abraham's blood. Not Abraham's blood. And that's what that's you better what, see this brother. But that's what Paul said. So if we go to Romans, I'm yeah. just gonna I just wanna touch well, on We got this Bibles, Shawty. We we got Bibles. Right. So look, when you look at Paul in Romans 4. He talks about Abraham being justified by faith. This is also an argument that I use to get uh, from my uh, Pado Baptist brothers that want to talk about baptizing babies. But that's <laughs> a so, but Paul says, "What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh?" Yeah. For if Abraham, so hold hold. Paul says, our forefather, according to what? The, the flesh. flesh. He's talking to Israelites. Yes, yes. Right? 
For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work and believes in him who justified the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Yeah. He quotes David, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blesses the man against whom the Lord does not count his sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right? Paul says, is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? Mm -hmm. So Paul is talking to the Jews here and he's saying, is this blessing that David is talking about, this forgiveness of sins, yes. only for us as the Israelites or is it for the Gentiles as well? Yes. He says, for we say, faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. So what Paul is saying yeah. is, hey, y'all, Abraham being counted as righteous had nothing to do with his works because if it had something to do with his works, then he would have been counted righteous after he did the work That's of right. circumcision. That's right. But God said to him before he, circum he yes, was circumcised, yes. hey, your faith is counted to you as righteousness, which is proven that it's always about belief, not about works, yes, right? Yes, so yes. Paul goes on and says, he says, for we have, uh, he says, uh, how then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. So 11, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith Ooh. while he was still uncircumcised. Ooh. So here's Paul talking about, sorry to my Pado Baptist brothers, Paul is talking about why the why circumcision was given to Abraham. It was given as a sign to show that he was righteous. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. Paul is saying, hey, you want to know why God gave him circumcision? It was actually a physical sign to show that actually his righteousness had already been, righteousness had already been credited to his account. Yes, yes, That's yes. what circumcision was. Yes, it yes, was yes. a sign just to show that, right? Yeah, so boy. he says, he received the sign of circumcision, circumcision as a seal, uh, and we would say, you know what else is seen as a seal in the New Testament? The Holy Spirit. But yes. seen as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe yes. without being circumcised so that righteousness would be counted to them as well and to make them the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before Brother. he was circumcised. Brother. Right? Yes. So what he is saying that, is that, that Abraham, the father of all Abraham who believe, is a pretty challenging. Was a Gentile, by the way. Yes. So so yes. so let's not. Yeah, I forgot about that. Abraham was also a Gentile. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so and this is who this is where it begins. As one K few said, <laughs> quoting the classic, Father Abraham had many sons, <laughs> and, and I. And, and, and one of them. And guess what, yo? That's what Paul is saying here is that this was given and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. So what Paul is saying is that the reason that he has this sign is showing that Abraham is the father of the Jews and the Gentiles because it was not about circumcision. It was about faith. Yes. That's why it says, and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, right? But who also walk in the footsteps of faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. Hey, man. I'm, right? even, I'm thinking about verses. I'm, I'm just looking at verse, verse 17 as well. Oh, no, hold on. We're going to oh, keep sorry. going. Oh, go, verse go, go. 13. For the promise of Abraham, for the promise to Abraham your, your and his offspring that he would be the heir of the world did not come through the law, but through righteousness of what? Faith. For it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs. I mean, for if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, 
faith is null and void, and faith is null and the promise is void, for the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. This is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, many in nations. the presence of the God, of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist, and hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations, as he has been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, right, and it was good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, or when he was considered, when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, no unbelief made him waver uh, concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. This is why faith was counted to him as righteousness, but the words it was counted to him were not written for, this, for, for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Ooh, Jesus. Right? And so uh, I think that Paul makes it very clear yes, here. Yes, yes, yes. Abraham was to be the father of many nations, meaning Jews and Gentiles. That's right. The reason that Paul is saying that this is what the circumcision sign was to show, it was to show y'all that it was not the circumcision that made him righteous, it was faith that made that's him right, righteous. That's right, that's right. So that's what Paul is saying the whole thing here. Yes, yes, God yes. God counted Abraham's righteousness to him before circumcision. This is showing y'all that it's always been about faith. The reason why God said that Abraham was righteous before the circumcision was because Abraham had faith. The circumcision was just a seal to show yes, that. Yes, yes, and yes. And now it's not just about us, but all who have the same faith as Abraham yes. are going to be counted as his sons. That's the yes. many nations. Yes, yes, so yes. So it's not about your, and it's not about your Jewishness. Yes, yes, it's yes. It's not about you being an Israelite. It's not about you being a bloodline descendant from Abraham. Yes. It's about you having the faith of Abraham. And if you have the faith of Abraham, Abraham is your father. Yes, 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 yes. The father of your faith. Yes. In a very real sense. Yes, I love that, so, bro. I, I, and, I, and I think that, that that could cause issue because all throughout scripture, you see, again, Paul in Galatians 5 talking about who the true children of Israel are. Yeah, yeah. Those who are actually following Christ, not yeah. those who are actually descendants sure, from sure. Abraham. It's yes. not just about the bloodline. Yes. The bloodline will not bring you salvation. The only bloodline that is enough is the one that flows from the is Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that when you have a group of people that are making their 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 raison d'etre of their faith the yeah. reason for what they are doing sure. is talking about the pure bloodline which it was Abraham pure bloodline yes he was now but was yeah. talking about the pure bloodline uh, it's, it's talking about the the pureness of your blood or your connection to being a child of Israel, yes, which I is mean, mainly a, a, manifest by the melanin which the, is mainly just manifest by melanin because yeah. there's actually really no real even scientific way that you can prove there's actually some black Hebrew Israelites that'll be like that actually under that actually will claim that they know what tribe people are from. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way you can prove no, that. No, brother, you cannot um, look at people but, <laughs> and develop brother, phenotypes. Brother, you from the tribe of Dan, brother. You with them big old eyes, you from the tribe of Benjamin, brother. They had big eyes. Oh, no, you Like, didn't. that's not how it works, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah. I think... We don't want to mock folks. No, we're not trying to mock folks, but I'm just but that saying... that was hilarious. Sometimes it's, you know, cats out there in <laughs> Mortal... it's true, though, bro. Yeah, they be out there in Mortal Kombat yeah. outfits talking about or that. Or Puerto, uh, Puerto Rican walk up. Yeah, yeah brother, you, I know where you, you from. from the tribe of Dan, bro. Uh-huh, that's Danny all but day. But all you actual uh, white Jews, y'all are of the devil. Yeah, And y'all yeah. stole our identity away from us. So I, I, I Even think that's... Even that dude who... Uh, I asked the brother who 
like I said, he had jumped off the ledge. I was trying to reel him back in. I I, I went to bed that night heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's not good. I, I mean, you this, this brother. Your, I mean, sorry, I even said that to him. Godly like, wife. Think about that. His wife loves she the Lord. She is a godly woman. His ex-wife now. She still loves the, the yeah. Lord. And I look up to her so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, one of the sweetest women um, you'll, yeah. you'll, 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 you'll ever meet. And you have a call. But I said that to him like. You think that God would call you, my brother, to look your wife in her eyes and call her Satan because she doesn't have as much melanin as you. Remember, that whole idea that melanin means anything at all is not a biblical idea. It is a biblical, excuse me, it is a unbiblical idea that we feel pretty confident devil cooked up with a couple of his homies at the Illuminati meeting in 1776. (laughs) We are pretty sure, because that was about time, it was around 1776 when when, when Cat started saying that too, bro. It was definitely around that time when Cat started making a caste system that that actually started assigning meaning to the color of your skin. I'm pretty sure that that wasn't a biblical idea. It was not a biblical That's idea. That's definitely a modern idea. That's right. That's it, nothing to tell us. Nowhere. Nowhere <laughs> ever. A, and you are presupposing that that modern idea is true. That, that's right. We, we presuppose that. And you're saying, and because I, I said, well, because I, I, and then I asked about his kids. I said, your kids are mixed. Yeah, they're biracial, man. They're biracial. Is half of them cursed? Well, half of them Satan and the other has, half is cursed until they adhere to the law of God. And, and he said, well, there's a, a nation that was mixed. And as long as you had some of that, that black blood in you, that Hebrew blood in you, you'd be, you'd be safe. And I saw him actually put a post on Instagram with a picture of his kids with this explanation of, oh my gosh. of confidence <clears throat> that they will be inheritors of the kingdom of, kingdom of God because they are a part of this particular tribe that had mixed people in it. You know who also were inheritors of the kingdom of God, though? People that weren't Jewish. Yeah, I, well... If they if they actually came to... What? The other thing, too, I was going to say is I talked to quite a few people that have took their 23 and me, and there's definitely some Negroid that oh, is running my, through oh, some my, very oh, fair-skinned okay. people. Very fair-skinned yeah, people, man. Something. We, have, yeah. we are everywhere, brother. Hey, hey, let me tell you something, brother. I don't want to get too stereotypical right now, but I've looked at a few... <laughs> And say, yeah, somebody down in the old line. Because I'm, remember Daniel from our, com- our community, Daniel Ramoo. I think he might watch our podcast. Daniel, you That's know what I guy. mean. That brother grow his hair out. It's a full afro. Oh, man. I said, I that don't. out there looking like, what's his name, Bob? <laughs> who, who, who do the painting? Oh, uh, Bob, 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 Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Even Bob Ross. Even like, Bob, come on, oh, man. Come on, Bob Ross. You look like you could have stuck a pick in there with a fist. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know, Bob. Ra- Ra- Rachel Dolan's Dole- house. He had us for a while, bro. He had us fooled. Yeah, man. <laughs> We were like, okay, I guess I can see. Oh, but, uh, I'm man. just saying, brother. These, these, the even the <sighs> the, the the lines that y'all are drawing on yeah. are very arbitrary. arbitrary Nobody man. is pure blooded here, bro. No one's pure blooded no. here. We are mixed with everything here, King. And then what happens if you? I mean, look at look at the trajectory of 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 some of the family trees in this country oh that, that you might have came here as Irish. In, in, in Ellis Island, my and now brother, two, three generations yeah. later, y'all all Jamaican. My 23 and me, I got, I got European, <laughs> I got European stuff in my 23 and me. I got Asian. That's right. I'm, I got, you know what I'm saying? Yes, bro. I'm mostly West African, praise God. But yes. uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but still, like, 
How do you, what do you do with that? Yeah, bro. Like, so it's, I mean, of course, you know, different sects are going to have different answers for this. Sure, sure. But I, I think that, you know, again, we have to be thinking about, man, are we, what are, what is the goal here? That's right. Who is, is it turning you who into? Is it, yes, who is it turning who is it you into? Who is making you into? And that's what I'm saying. We're going to do a full episode on this and give us the attention that it deserves. But I do want to say that every conversation that we bring to the table, whether it is Christian nationalism, uh, whether it is uh, Christians engaging in politics, whether it is uh, what's happening in hip hop with the death of, 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 of rappers, whether it is Hebrew Israelitism, whether it is Nation of Islam, whatever we are talking about as Christians, our main objective is to understand how do we honor and approximate the life of the Lord Jesus Christ right. in our behavior, right. which we know does not take place purely off of effort, right. but you have to walk with God. Mm -hmm. So what draws us in, bro, is a thriving relationship with God that is discernible through our, I'm going to use this word a lot, Christoformity, bro. Yeah. How is presence in the Son of God's um, how is present? How is spending time in the presence of the Son of God shaping us? And what I'm saying is that at the end of all of this, at the end of this conversation, is people that look more. If if at the end of all these conversations, whatever your movements are, mm -hmm. because I have went back and forth on the streets of New York and the streets of Southside uh, St. Petersburg uh, through text messages and <laughs> Facebook. We have went back and forth on on. Is there biblical utility? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a biblical argument to be made about black people being the true children of Israel? Mm -hmm. We go back and forth on that. But you know what we don't spend a lot of time doing in those conversations? is talking about what does this mean for you bearing the fruit of the Spirit? Right. That's right. what we don't we, we don't ever get there. Right. It's the the argument almost for the argument's sake. It's not the argument, at least in it's, my it's experience. It's not the argument for Christo It's Formula. not the arguments for Christ's sake. Yeah. And what I'm saying, for Christ's sake, my guy, does this indeed produce beatitudes in you? Yeah. Or is it producing belligerence? Right. Because I often get the the, the latter, with the exception of some. Uh-huh. Let me be clear. With the exception of some. Right. But even for those who I would say that are the exception, for those who are publicly recognizing themselves to be a part of this sect mm -hmm. uh, or this ideology, many of them have not let go of what they believe that the Christian faith mm -hmm. is about as Paul and Jesus and the, uh, the, the writers of the New Testament lay out for us. Uh, that the Great Commission is yeah. at the center of all this. The, the, if you talk about the law of God, for example, um, if you're talking about the law of God, can we not all agree that Jesus said that the law of laws in which every law that y'all are saying we're not keeping, mm -hmm. all the laws y'all think that we are, that, that we are uh, being unfaithful in our observance to, Jesus said that all of those laws are culminating in, uh, excuse me, that all of those laws culminate into two laws, mm -hmm. which is one law. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, well, it, no, 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 no. I actually say that. I keep giving shout outs to the book. I'm doing an audio book right now, so it's fresh on my mind. Go ahead. But I talk about that. Jesus basically gives us two laws that exist as one in that if you lose one, you don't have the other. The verse, and I write about that in the book. Sorry, I keep no, plugging this book. But I write about that in the book where I say, for years, I have misquoted the text, love God and love your neighbor. It's a little bit clearer than that. Yeah. It says, love God and love your neighbor as the two greatest commands. But he, Jesus says, yeah, but he says it's, that the first is, that the second is like the first. Meaning, you're not doing the second if you don't, if you don't have the first. Right. And you also are not doing the first if you don't have the second. Right. Love God with all your heart, but you do not love your brother as yourself, then you are not loving God as all, with all your heart. Yep. Not having God being loved with all your heart is a pathway to a disastrous love mm -hmm. for loving other people. Jesus says that those things exist together, that they're two sides. One, one the order is important, mm -hmm. that it is the love of God that qualifies the love, love for neighbor. But you are wrong to think that you can have one, have the first, and reject the other. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is that, is that if at the end of all your discussion isn't the law of laws, that exist in Jesus' very clear teaching mm -hmm. around what it means to exist as a child of God. Mm -hmm. What are we doing here, yeah. bro? What are we doing? Wasting our time. Exactly. And, be, and being distracted by myths and everything else that would that would try to pull us away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, bro. Yep. I I, I think I think very practically, and I'm and I'm, this is not to make any statements on uh all Hebrew Israelites mm -hmm. because the spectrum is wide. It's very we'll wide. talk about that if you go deeper in the, the, our episode on that. But I've talked to brothers at times. And what they want to talk about is very, very... Uh, what they want to talk about personally is what I mean pointed out, what we hear they, them talk about publicly. When we sit, I've sat and listened to the messages. The messages are very rarely, if ever, I haven't heard it very mm -hmm. often, a gospel presentation. Right. It's not about it really how we can look a, more like Jesus. It's information. Right. About a a a a, a not often talked about um, belief, mm -hmm. a, 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 a non-mainstream belief about who black people truly are. Right. And it really is a kind of nationalism, bro. It is. That they are <clears throat> ex espousing. Mm -hmm. And when I come in and say, okay, right, right on, big dog, right on. I don't, no, no argument there. You probably beat me anyways if we tried to go through all the... They got half of the Old Testament memorized. Right. Does that also mean that you're laying your life down and loving your wife like Christ loved the church? Mm -hmm. Does that also mean that your neighbors, that their lives are different as a result of you being next to them? Mm -hmm. Does that also mean that all of the ethics of New Testament charity, generosity, sacrifice, and service is being produced as a result of this. Are we getting some, some kind of growth in holiness? Is, right. or, or, or growth in holiness in general? Is that, is that, is that important? Because right. what we know for sure is that you can see the Lord without being a child of Abraham by blood, but you cannot see the Lord without holiness. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Does the conversation make it there? And I love, man, the, the, the Kanye situation, which we should probably speak into some as well. Mm -hmm. um, when I think about Kanye West, uh, 
as he is espousing um, this understanding he has of what he believes is going to save black people and, mm-hmm. and what is really wrong with the world that he has wrongly mapped on a people. Right. And is, and is digging his feet uh, because he has found support. Right. Um, from, unfortunately, a lot of people on the right. <laughs> um, no matter how conspiratorial it may be. Right. But, bro, if I could sit down and talk with Kanye, I would ask him, brother, when the Bible talks about the peace that surpasses all understanding that's mm-hmm. on the back of trusting Jesus. I'm not talking about you trusting Jesus to put you back on top. I'm not talking about trusting Jesus to uh, somehow um, silence your enemies. But trusting Jesus... This is kind of the only way that Kanye is talking about it now. It's what it sounds like. Yeah. What about trusting Jesus to restore your simple love for righteousness again? Yeah. I remember, bro, he went through this period of time, bro, where he was trying... Christoformity was important to him, bro. Yeah. He was talking about it often. Uh-huh. And his interviews, how, how he talked, uh, what songs he did, yep. who he allowed, what, what, what he allowed folks to do on his, his album. I'm not talking about legalism and being straight-laced. Yeah. I'm talking about a sincere concern for the heart of God right. whom you're in relationship with. Right. How is this producing this? Mm-hmm. With all the girls that you're running through right now, bro. With you, the, talk, with you talking about killing Pete Davidson on your songs. Yes. Well, yeah. what, what about the stuff regarding the, the, the harassment of mm-hmm. your ex-wife and her yeah. requests? Right. You stop. Right. Where's your love for her like you say you have mm-hmm. that you would put yourself aside for her own? I'm not making any judgments here. I'm just asking questions. Because what I want to see desperately is... You to match this doctrine uh, with a life. First Timothy, or Paul says to Timothy, to watch your life and your doctrine. By doing so, you will save both. I hear mad people in this movement talking almost exclusively about their doctrine, and they're watching it closely and strengthening strengthening it with the documentaries and, and mm-hmm. blog posts and, mm-hmm. and this loose con- and these connections to uh, what the Bible says about the suffering of the Israelites and what mm-hmm. black people have went through in the transatlantic slave trade. I want to hear more about life, though, mm-hmm. because oftentimes when we have to deal with how we're living uh, in, a, in, in, in a way that means transformation. Information isn't enough. Oh, yes. Information is not transformation. Man, I just want to say this, this last thing, too, about, about this, just as we think about... I know we have people to follow us right now um, that are starting to dabble into the line of thought of the Hebrew Israelites because they make points that you can say, huh, I guess I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's not like people are idiots. Right. Like, like they, they are reasoned... <clears throat> Very much strong arguments behind this. Mm -hmm. But remember, Paul, in his warnings to us to not be distracted, like I'm thinking in Colossians 3, Mm -hmm. it's around well-formulated arguments. Paul says those are the ones you need to be careful of. Right. Sometimes the arguments, you've been there, where the argument for something is so strong that you're in a reality distortion field Mm -hmm. where 
what is being said seems to make so so much sense and sit so deeply with who you are. Think about every pyramid scheme that you heard. I'm not talking about y'all that, that were like, oh, pyramid schemes are whack. I'm talking about when you were in one. Right. Or you might have been selling one. Yes. <laughs> and evangelizing people at your church and, right. and your friends and your family Trying members. Trying to get them to buy knives. And or... then, yes, and then or, or different supplements. And then right. years later, you're like, what was I thinking? Same thing in relationships. Mm -hmm. This dude has cheated on you 700,000 times. And he says, this time is going to be different. And you believe him. It's almost like you were under a spell. Yes. And then you wake up like, what? How yes. did I, how, would I, how was I even there? Yes. And all I'm saying is that all of us in KB, and I mean a no exception, oh, yeah, absolutely. can be caught in a reality distortion field where what is being said seems to make so much sense, but that does not make it right. Mm -hmm. And what it is often best to start looking at, bro, when I talk about testing, am I somewhere that I should be, is how is it bearing the fruits of the Spirit? Mm -hmm. No one's arguing about that. Right. Same thing I say about Christian nationalism. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Talk about it. It's so the same thing I, I say about the, the whole Christian nationalist argument and a lot of in the anti-CRT arguments is like, what, what does it look like for y'all to actually love your enemies? Because the way that you talk about your enemies is that you talk about them as if though you hate them. And, yes. and, and, and your enemies also are, are interpreted as you hate them. As you hate them. Yes. And not only that, a lot of your so-called enemies are those who are actually in the body of Christ that have a different belief than you do regarding politics or regarding race and history in the nation or regarding civic leadership when it yes. comes to Christian nationalism. Yes, yes. And the way that you talk about those that disagree with you is a way in which it seems like you hate them. It is it is cruel. Yes. It is it is mean. It is snide. Yes. It is snarky. Yes. All of the things that does not show love, because when you see what love's what love is like, as Paul displays in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, it is it does not say love is rude. Yes. Love is snarky. Yes. Love is snide. Yes. Love love is arrogant. Yes. Uh, uh, love mocks. Come on. Love is you know uh, 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 mean spirited. That's not what Paul says. Yes, yes. And then you have folks that are also making an argument ab about Christians being kind, saying that the Bible never calls us to be kind, and niceness and kindness are two different things. And I'm like, what in the world? Paul literally, you know, uh, like, I, like I literally, literally, somebody gave me that argument. A, a lot, a lot of, a lot of prominent Christian nationalists out there now. A lot of these anti-CRT cats that say that everybody's wanting to be nice. The Bible never calls us to be nice. Well, uh, and, and 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 nice is not the same thing as being kind. And I agree with that. I actually think that kindness. I think that niceness is actually a low bar. Sure. I think that niceness is literally like the beginning. That's right. I think that kind is going above that. So at the very least, you got to be nice. But they're like, listen, the Bible never calls us to be nice. Jesus wasn't nice. I'm like, he wasn't. <laughs> Jesus wasn't nice. People came to him blind. People came to him with, with demons. People came to him with issues. People came to him hungry. He fed them. He it's healed check them. Check with my secretary. He wasn't nice. I got stuff yes, to do. That's not what, that's not, exactly. <laughs> I know that we're bouncing around a little bit, but I think that this is related to the Christian nationalism thing because, and like the CRT stuff, right? If yeah. you followed me on Twitter, like, or any other social media site, like, you know that I am a very, I, I have this burning just like annoyance with 
evangelicals, especially those who like the anti-CRT folks. Sure, sure. The the, the pro now now the pro-Christian nationalist yes. folks. The way that they what, you want talk, a secular nation, right, right. You want a, you want a rainbow flag <laughs> nation, or you want Christian nationalism? Thank you for the false dilemma. That's as right. Though, but those but, are the only options. Right, right. So but. I but I um I think that. You know, it, it, my, my gripe has been the way that they treat their enemies and the way that they... And when I say enemies, I'm using it loosely, but I'm saying they're the ones that they disagree with, right? Yes, yeah. And a lot of the folks that they disagree with are Christians too, like me, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so I think, that, I think that the way that they talk about their enemies and the way that they talk about their political enemies, like liberals. Now... I don't agree with uh, all of like a, a lot of the stuff that's going on in leftism. Sure. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a liberal. Yes. Like I always say, I'm socially conservative. I would say I'm consciously conservative, right? But um, the way that they, e it, they even talk about a lot of the liberals, even yeah. liberals that I disagree with, they talk about them with such disdain. Yes. And, they, and, and, and even Christians like us who may talk about systemic institutional racism being a thing or who may have problems with Christian nationalism, they talk about us with, they talk to us and about us with snarky, snide, and cruel comments. Sure. And 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 their dispositions. Sure. The way that they speak to us is 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 nasty. And like I said, I've had folks that said the Bible calls us to be kind, but not nice. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, in my opinion, I don't know how you can say that being nice is not a prerequisite for being kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I don't sure. know anybody that says this person is kind but not nice. Yes, very I kind. Have One never of the heard kindest of people you've met. This person is very the mean. kindest person that I've Extremely ever met. Extremely mean. I mean, just a heart of God, of golden, just kindness, but is not really a nice person. I have never heard that. Who is that guy? Yeah, who is that? That guy doesn't exist. Yes. And so when you think about, like, as you were talking about, what is this doing to you? You know, what is this producing in you? Are you actually doing, are you actually bearing fruit of the spirit? I think about what the Bible says about love. Jesus tells us to love our enemies. Yes. That's what I tell, like when I've, I've been talking to a lot of these folks, I say, you know that the Bible calls us to love our enemies. How do you know that you love your enemies though, right? Yeah. And Paul makes it very clear in 1 Corinthians 13. Do you want to know how you love your enemies? You got to know what love looks like. Yes. Paul says love is patient. It's kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So you think about the mean-spirited black Hebrew Israelites. You think about some of the evangelicals I'm talking about. When sure. it comes to your enemies, sure, sure, think sure. about this. When Jesus says, love your enemies, yes. Paul tells you what love looks like. So... Are you patient towards your enemies? Come on, brother. Are you kind to your enemies? Yes. Um, which uh, is in the Bible. Which is in the, this is what yes. Paul is saying. This is what love looks like. Um, uh, 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 are you irritable or resentful? A lot of the, a lot of the stuff is full of irritation and resentment. Sure. A lot of the threads, a lot of the social media posts, these yeah. dang liberals or these CRT Christians, like, like it's, it's, it's irritable, resentful. Right? It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Are you bearing, believing, enduring, hoping with your enemies? Sure, sure. Or are you just castigating and yes. decapitating? Sure, sure. Because it doesn't fit. And, and now, bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, of course, that doesn't mean that you excuse sin. That's right. But what I'm saying is that it also does not mean that you are cruel no. and mean spirited. Yes. And, 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 and arguing against your enemies in bad faith and representing them oh, that's in good. bad faith. That's good, right? sir. Because we thought about that. We talked about that in our previous episode. We talked about the abortion issue. 
We are pro-life at Southside Rabbi. All day. Everyone knows that if you listen to the podcast. All day. We are pro-life. I'm glad Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yes. That's how I feel. We are pro-life people. Yes. But we talked about in the podcast that the way that a lot of evangelicals frame those who are pro-choice as if though they frame them, they frame them as if though they are foaming out the mouth baby killers yes. that just want smearing to murder the blood children of babies. and smearing their blood. Yeah. And they and they take all of the extreme representations of the pro-choice movement, those who may out, be out protesting, you know, with these crazy signs that right. that, that that make light of, 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 of you know, aborting yeah, their children or whatever the yeah, case may be. The signs are horrible. That is actually not the majority of those who are pro-choice. Right. We see that the pro- in, in that study that Notre Dame did, it said that the majority of folks who are pro-choice do not see abortion as a good, as like a widely yeah, like yeah, yeah. awesome good thing. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't. Yeah. Yes. So if you're going to represent them, represent them right. Yeah. You can disagree and say, hey, I do believe that the way that y'all are representing this, you may be using euphemisms to represent it. I don't agree with y'all here, but don't don't misrepresent them in bad faith and make sure. it look like they, they just want to, they're just putting baby blood under their eyes like yes. football paint yeah, yeah, and yeah. want to get out there and just kill their children. Yes. That's that, I mean, that's just Which not is, the majority of folks that are Why would you abortions. want to misrepresent them that way if you thought yeah. you might win them and but this is because the thing, that was KB. the argument that david yeah. french gave was that because many of many mm-hmm. of those that are in the pro-choice in fact i have a close family member of mine who i love this man with all my heart right i just said my father-in-law yeah i had a conversation with my father-in-law uh, who was a hardcore democrat yeah and i was talking with him about the abortion stuff and in, he, he's pro-life personally, kind of like what Joe Biden would say. Mm-hmm. Pro-life personally, but I'm not going to infringe. Right. I'm not beginning yeah. to walk him through the data. Here is the data on the cause of most abortions. Mm-hmm. Here are some of the, uh, the, the, the efforts uh, that Planned Parenthood has, some ways, underneath our nose, mm-hmm. uh, exacted in their operation. Right. As I walked him through some of that stuff, he was shocked. Mm-hmm. That he had never heard of it before. Right. And that there are a lot of individuals that are like my father-in-law who are getting a very uh, a, a very sanitized version of what is actually happening in the pro-choice movement. Right. And that you do need somebody that can sit down and say, hey, let's talk about it. Not like, you, so let me get this right. Right. You want to sacrifice babies to Moloch? Well, how would you be able, my guy? You get two options in winning somebody. You either persuade them or you take out a sword. Right. Those are the options. Mm-hmm. And I like persuasion a lot better. Well, I think scripture yeah. actually advocates for persuasion a lot better yeah. because if you're doing it by the sword, then what you're starting to do is force behavior modification, which is not transformation. Yes, 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 yes. So I, 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 and, and I think you're right. The problem is I think that a lot of folks— yes. Especially when I was talking about the evangelicals who I was just talking, especially the evangelicals that I was just talking about, a lot of them that have been taking their cues from the political culture and being mean, mean and, and and cruel and snide with their enemies. Yep. Um, same thing with some of the extreme sects of the black Hebrew Israelite folks. I think that the issue is, KB, is that a lot of folks are not they do not care anything about persuading anybody. Yeah. In the culture war, persuasion is not the goal. Yeah. What the goal is in the culture war is uh, winning yes. and uh, consolidating and accruing yes. power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I will also say is this is a word that a lot of conservatives like to, like to use for liberals a long time ago, but I think that it applies to a lot of uh, 
evangelicals who find themselves politically conservative as well. I think that there's also a lot of virtue signaling. It's also a lot of I want to show my crew that I'm rocking with them. I'm down. So I'm 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 down. Yeah. And so what the way that I do that is by publicly excoriating enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and 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 you are not concerned about persuasion. You are just concerned about saying publicly that they're wrong and we're right and I'm riding for the game. Right, 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 and right. So I once again, man, once again, that is not. What scripture calls us sure, to, sure, though. sure, sure, sure. And and I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's what loving your enemies look like. Sure, and sure. It's definitely not what bearing fruit of the spirit looks like. Sure. Because the fruit of the spirit, <laughs> what Paul says, the fruit of the spirit are <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Self control. Gentleness is a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. There's not a lot of folks that are gentle at all. Could in you fact, be... there are some folks that are making the argument that gentleness is weakness and softness, and is actually not what God is is requiring of Christians in this culture war time. Absolutely. But He's actually calling us to be wartime Christians who are the exact opposite of gentle. And I and 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 the the reason that that number one the biggest problem with that is the Bible. The Bible. Number two, Paul Paul does not make the Paul does not say this fruit of the spirit of gentleness and patience and kindness and goodness and, and, and faithfulness and self-control, right? Love, joy, peace. He's not saying that this only happens in a certain context. He's sure, saying sure. that this is the kind of fruit that the Spirit bears all the time. Yes, and yes. if you And if, if you are a Christian that's saying, well, we don't have time for that because we're in a culture war, I need you to answer a question for me. What kind of culture war was Paul in when he was writing this? Whoa! <laughs> what kind of war was Paul in when he was writing these letters? Were Christians not being killed? <laughs> so you're telling me that the war that we're having in America, which Christians aren't being slaughtered. Yes. The, 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 yes. the, the worst it might oh. be is that we get canceled ideologically. Yes. But Christians you might get were, a shadow ban. You might get a shadow ban. Elon. I'm sorry that your, your YouTube account got taken down. I'm sorry that before Elon got, 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 you know, that before Elon came along, maybe some liberal folks at Twitter banned your Twitter account. You were getting 50 Paul likes. Paul is talking about this while Christians are being killed. Come on, brother. Come on, sir. And, 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 and if in the midst of that kind of cultural reality, he's not abandoning love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, what makes you think that Jesus is okay with you doing it right now? You think that you're going to stand before God when you when, at, at the judgment seat and say, hey, God, I know I was a, a complete jerk and cruel to not only those who don't know you, but those who did. Yeah. But the culture, the, 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 they were banning us on Twitter, yes, God. The they were making of, men, the women, and women. Isikar. They were making men, women, and women, men, and putting up rainbow flags at the public school down the street. So because they, and they were teaching CRT in these schools, so... Dang the scriptures! We had to we had to pull out the big guns. Yes, it's understanding you the think times that and Jesus knowing what to do. Jesus is gonna be like, oh, that's oh, yeah. shouldn't have said you should yeah. you should have said that. Yes, well Thank done, you. my good and faithful, faithful servant, servant. Even though you just kind of kicked my scriptures to the to the side. That's right. Welcome into the kingdom of because God. Because the culture war is war is not eternal, but the word of God is. It is eternal. Bro, you know, it's so funny you say that that the context of scripture is written in a culture or war that is far more <laughs> detrimental than the one that y'all are in right now. But I think also, if you want to talk about wartime Christian, listen, I, and this is going to sound a little disrespectful. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm just going to be honest. Okay? I just want to be yeah. honest. The truth is, I've met some of you brothers in the in this man, the, the the kind of Christian approximated manosphere, like the 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 we are keyboard warriors, you know, 
AR virtual AR15s on our on our shoulders and we we walk around this and beat our big, chests and grow beards. This is a big thing for me, KB. Any of you guys you're not very tough. They're let, me, hold on, let me just say this. You have people that talk like they want to fight and they themselves have never ever felt a fist on their face. Yeah. Uh, and as I think about wartime Christians in light of the crusades, bro, and some of the stuff that happened in the Dark Ages, yeah. where you had people in the name of Jesus that did literally what y'all are talking about doing figuratively <laughs> and metaphorically, right. and that you're doing um, uh, virtually online right. and, and on YouTube posts. Right. You had people that were, were picking up swords in the name of Jesus right. and going to war and slaughtering folks, bro. Rusting them through. And here is my question. Did it actually achieve a true Christian witness? Did it get at the, We're talking about people. You talk about Christian kings, Mr. Wolf, yeah. in your, your, your yeah. book. Uh, you know, yeah. Christian, the, yeah, the Christian magistrate, the, the, the Christian magistrate, yeah. magistrate. Did legislating righteousness work ever? <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm not saying that the that, that the laws that are on the books should not be reflective right, right. of the kingdom laws. Mm -hmm. I'm not at all saying that yeah. Romans 13 doesn't matter. The job of the government, as alluded to in Romans chapter 13, because mm -hmm. I know a lot of times we take from Romans 13 and start stretching that thing <laughs> into a whole like systematic a theology right, right. and saying that that means you do this and you do that. Oh, it's not as, it is not as exhaustive as we right. want. I think Paul did that on purpose don't go further than the scripture right. but we at least know that the job of the government is to be a terror to evil to bear the sword in a way that protects righteousness mm -hmm. oh but brothers and sisters that is not a call for the government to be our pastor it is not for them to then or our god whoa <laughs> we at least know that when we have examples of the sword being dipped in blood and in verses from the New Testament and driven through enemies in history, it, in hist yeah, we can look at history. Out well. <laughs> look at Israel, the one that even the, 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 the individual that gave them the law and it was literally legislated. Yeah. There was real punitive reactions. Right, right. Was that enough to keep Israel? Uh, walking into the promises of God was the promised land given to those whose laws were legislated. Oh, no, 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 brother. The promised land is given to those whose the God's law was written on their hearts. Mm. This is the beauty of the new covenant in the Lord Jesus Christ because what we have clearly in Scripture is that the means by which societies are transformed, it is what is what is happening in people's hearts, Man. not what's happening in Washington, D.C. Absolutely. Not that what happens in Washington, D.C. doesn't not matter. Important. All I'm saying is we got to get our priorities straight. Yeah. We got to straighten it, straighten it, straighten it. <laughs> yeah. Because for us, and this is why we are big proponents of the local church, and we see an almost... We see a kingdom priority to what God is doing through churches, through the body of Christ. I think about John 17, where 
where, where, where the, in the high priestly prayer, when Jesus is saying, I'm not praying for the world in their systems, and I'm not praying for, the, for their governments, and I'm not thinking through their, their emphasis and their parties, and, 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 and the, the democracy, obviously democracy didn't exist, but Jesus can see an eternity past. Mm -hmm. He's not talking about the styles of societies or the styles of, of, of economy. I said, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not praying for them right now on my heart before I go to a cross and I leave my people temporarily in my physical form, in my physical body. I will send a comforter that will be my presence in them, but I'm not going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. As I'm leaving them here, what's on my mind? That they would know you, oh God, through my work and they would be one as you and I are one. Mm -hmm. because, it, because, as the scripture says, it is through their oneness that the world knows that I am who I said I am. Woo. I have said this over and over again and I'll say it many more times after this. There is no greater witness to the power, efficacy, uh, and supremacy of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ than Christians living in unity. That's what Jesus said himself. They will know that, they, that these are my disciples as they reflect the oneness that I have with my Father in heaven, bro. Mm -hmm. So that they would be recognized by this world by their love for one another. They are to be primarily lovers first. Francis Schaeffer talked about this as the essential Christian witness. Paul talks about this. The New Testament church talks about this. Historically, where did Christianity put the most points on the board, King? Right. When was Christianity the most... Uh, Unshakable, right? In its expression after the New Testament, and successful meaning, successful. meaning the way that Jesus defines success. Come on, King. Not the way that, not the way Empire defines success. Yes, Empire defines success by power and numbers. That's right. Jesus defines success by those by those who are being converted and coming into the kingdom of God. Yes, disciples, disciples, not behavior modification, not disciples. Yes. When every single movement will start with the first one, which would be the early church, right? In the early church, you see a rev revival zone. That's not the right word, bro. It was a takeover, bro. Yeah, well, yeah revival is an understatement. Fam, in a few hundred years, they had flipped the world up upside down. Yeah. Everybody was writing about this. Who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> Whose man's is this? <laughs> Whose man's is this Jesus? Right. Did We heard he died. And some folks said that they saw him walking around afterwards. But this has literally... But he ain't here right now. But these people are, are willing to die for this thing. The individuals that walk with Jesus after his death and said that they beholded his resurrection literally at no point recanted. Yep. Nobody. Man, think about Peter's denial. Peter denies Jesus three times while Jesus is still alive. Mm -hmm. He could literally reference the convo he had with him last week. Yeah. Where he told him that he would never deny him. Right. And he denies. Jesus leaves and dies, rises from the grave. He is so convinced that Jesus is who he is, he can't call the man no more. Right. He's out of here. He ascended. And in that state, he was willing to be crucified upside down, bro, that Peter was more convinced that Jesus was who he said he was after his ascension than before. This thing is real. And it sent these people out here 
they sent these people into the world where they were busy making noise that no one could turn their ears off to. Mm-hmm. You saw that in the early church. You saw that in, 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 the, in the revivals. Right. You saw that in the movements that have been these Christian out, these sort of gospel outpourings. Every single one of them was on the back of people simply doing what Jesus said we should do. Yeah. You are my disciples. Jesus says that you are my friends. Mm-hmm. If you do what I tell you. Right. Period. Right. And if Jesus' words have become irrelevant to Christians, then we have completely lost our way. Yeah. Jesus did speak very harshly to the Pharisees. Absolutely. And think about the context of where his harsh words were used. Right. They were always in the same place. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was speaking truth to those that were tyrannically stopping faith as the faithful. Right. Meaning you all stand up as the people who are indeed the vanguards for the Christian, for the Judeo God. Right, right. He, these, where do, what do we know what God wants? What, what, how do we know what God wants and what he is like? Yeah. We go look at these We folks. go to the religious establishment. That's right. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus's harshness, his sort of brutal speech at times. Yeah which was minimal in his ministry. Absolutely. But when you did see the brood of vipers or y'all going across the, the, the ocean to go make a son of hell. Right. All of that language <laughs> that Jesus used was talking to those who claimed to be the representatives of God. Right. He never even used that kind of language with the state. And the state slapped him in the face. The state put him on a cross, king. Yeah. Jesus's main war was how was God hollowed in this world, bro? Mm-hmm. That's where he went to war. And that's where you saw him speak truthfully. And would it not be fair to say that Jesus and his words in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, where he says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Sheep among wolves. Mm-hmm. Don't come talk to me about your conviction that Jesus is Lord when you really want to be wolves among sheep. That's what you want to be. And you keep talking to me about how everyone else is sheep and you all are the dominant ones. Just call yourself wolves because that is precisely what you're describing. Jesus says that my heart for my people is to be sheep among wolves. Therefore... What does that mean, Jesus? Be shrewd as snakes. Be wise. Yep. Right? And as innocent as doves. Yep. As one brother, as one brother said about that passage, yeah. folks want to, folks are moving with serpent wisdom minus dove innocence. Yes, brother. And moving with serpent wisdom minus dove innocence yes. equals hypocritical sheep. Ooh. That's what it is. And I think that is the best explanation of what you see Jesus doing because that's what they're going to reference. What what folks reference when they believe, including Hebrew Israelites, that they could, some 
Hebrew uh-huh. Israelites, uh-huh. that they can be as harsh. Yep, I've seen people as, say it all the time. And, and God did curse it. people out. God did it. God mocked people. Yeah, exactly. And it, Yahweh did in the Old Testament. Right. I'm like, first of all, are you Yahweh? No. Yeah, number yeah, yeah. one. Start. Number, <laughs> number one, do you have the moral authority to mock somebody like yes, Yahweh? Yes, yes, yes. Are you comparing your mocking to his? Right. You don't even have the moral authority and to do what that. What was the context, was though, the, King? And the second thing is, what was the context? Yes. Yeah, that, that's it the, wasn't that the Jews can turn. There wasn't. But Paul wasn't concerned that there were too many people of power, too many Sadducees running the entertainment um, industry in ancient Rome. You know they they got the plays on that's lock. A fact. You know what I'm that's saying? A fact. Every single deal that I've ever had, every I went to go play. try to every get time a, I go a new to buy Torah, pigeons. I try to go get I a go new translation. Here they are, Sadducees, Pharisees, Sadducees, Pharisees, Sadducees, Pharisees. They are oppressing us. They are. They- Bam. <laughs> they won. They run the whole papyrus they, they, yeah, industry. Come on, cuz. Yeah. They weren't expo- If you want to expose the deep, unrevealed truths of this world, then talk about the deep, unrevealed truths of. Of scripture. Boom. Look at Ephesians 5, right? It says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the is, is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior uh, of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives, this uh so also wives are to submit to uh their husbands in everything. Husbands love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In that same way, also note here how much time Paul is talking about the husband and his relationship with his wife. <laughs> Yeah, not just, the other way around. Not the really. other way around. Because yep. we interpret this this gradually. Well, you, you read verse 22. <laughs> Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Make sure you have to qualify that. <laughs> right. Because uh, there's a lot of mutual submission there. That's another episode. In the same, uh, same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Mm-hmm. For no one ever hates his own flesh but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. Since we are members of his body, for this reason a man will leave uh, his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and, to, and the two will become one flesh. Verse 32. This mystery mm-hmm. is profound. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters, Paul calls the love in the marriage context a mystery that somehow is a 3D image of Christ's love for his people. Mm -hmm. That among other truths, is revelation, King. Things that have been mysteries mm-hmm. for those outside mm-hmm. of the book. To plunge the depth of that kind of mystery and conspiracy in the truest sense. Right. <laughs> exactly. Requires a digging deep that we don't appreciate as we should. You don't need to go looking for as much as we all love a good conspiracy, you don't need to look deep to find deep things. Right. If you got a Bible in a community of people Amen. that are trying to bridge the gap between what, what Leonard Ravenhill calls the most miraculous thing that God would ever do in this world is that he would save sinners in this broken world mm-hmm. 
and keep those sinners there and make them holy. Yeah. Miraculous. Mm -hmm. How do with all the brokenness, with all the sin and, and, and short, short, uh, uh, short falling in our own lives, that God will continually walk with us through it all. That is mystery. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the, uh, along the way, this is one thing that I am so convinced of, bro. As we talk about the realities of, of, of Christianity can be so simple that it can be like the ocean and that you can truly be in the ocean when you're standing on the shore. Mm -hmm. So a baby can play on the shore of an ocean and be unharmed. Mm -hmm. Yet, there is a depth to the ocean that is so deep that it would drown a thousand elephants standing on top of each other easily. And that is also the ocean. Right. The baby on the shore or the submarine deep 50 miles out they're both equally in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Yet there is always more to be explored, bro. And I think in some ways, the simplicity of Scripture, which it, the things that are simple in Scripture, not everything is mm -hmm. clear. I mean, even Peter was like, yo, Paul, my man. It's hard <laughs> for me to understand right. what this man's saying. <laughs> right. But there are a lot of things that are simple, and the simplicity is what makes them so deep, bro, mm -hmm. because they disrupt our nature, bro. They mm -hmm. disrupt what may seem right to a man, what we may feel. Mm -hmm. It calls us to all the Beatitudes are very simple, but they have ocean deep implications, bro. And we can get bored with the simplicity, because we're just the baby mm -hmm. that is on the shore, not willing, not re realizing that this ocean is deep, way deeper than you think, yeah, bro. Deeper than you can even fathom. There's way more to explore. You think that we sit around talking about systemic racism all day? That's what folks think. Dude, is that what you think? Yeah. The, the, you can go and find people that do that. That is not us, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's not our job. Mm -hmm. And not to say that those that do it, uh, especially if that's your discipline, yeah. uh, are wrong. No. I'm just simply saying, if you're a fly on the wall in our community, read through me and I means text thread. Yeah. I can screenshot them for you today. We are here plunging the depth of this book mm -hmm. and this gospel, bro that we hope by God's grace is transforming us and then transforming our followers, bro. There's more to explore and y'all have gotten bored. Let's just keep it funky. Mm -hmm. Y'all felt, some of us fell in love with Reformed theology because it provided a depth of intellectual stimulation that we weren't getting in our just regular Christian Walks. Some of some of it. Some of it is just intellectual. Let's keep it funky. It's just intellectual exercise, bro. It is. And and some of it is just being part of, as our pastor said, and I think he was right about this. It's just a sociological movement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For some folks. Yes. It's just a, it's just identifying with a a, a group of individuals that yes. make you feel like you have some belonging. Yes. Has and it, it is not making any real difference in your life. Yes. The, uh, uh, I e those who are reformed that are all over social media, literally. Uh, doing the exact opposite of what Jesus said when it comes to loving your enemies. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. No, no, I think you're absolutely right, man. And I, I'm, I'm just, what I hope by God's grace we prove in season five of Southside Rabbi is that the ocean of gospel 
grace and truth is deeper than anyone can imagine. Yeah. It's way deeper, bro. Yeah. And we get to plunge the depths of those oceans and then apply what we have discovered to what's happening on land, bro. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to do. And we'll never run out of things to talk about because the ocean is always deep. Right. What is not deep is the sociological cultural wars. As I said already in this episode, the wars of the culture will end. We aren't even fighting. You were, we, we were, you know, we're in a different, we're in a different right. war now than we were. Every single year. Four, four years ago. Every year. Right. It's something else. Yes. Now it's moving to Christian nationalism. Yes. Like, and what will it be? And, and cats ain't really even talking about CRT anymore. Not talking about CRT <laughs> for real anymore. That's going to start going away once you get bored by it because those things really are shallow. Right. There are, there are good things that need to be said about uh, the problems with every single secular movement, including CRT. Amen. And, 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 and again, as, as I mean already alluded to, even things that, that our uh, left neighbor, people on the far left, whatever. Right. Our wherever you may find may, yourselves. Right, right, right. But the fact of the matter is, is that those things do not last forever. What lasts forever is the kingdom of God, Amen. bro. What the word of God, Amen. that's what's eternal. And if the word of God, I remember uh, uh, Derek, our producer, told us that he was watching this one preacher one time. I ain't going to call him out. But he said he was watching him on TV one Sunday morning. And uh, he realized about 15 minutes into the meeting, into the message, uh, that this brother had left his Bible on the podium way behind him. And that was blurred out. And then the Bible was blurred out. He was standing about 15, 20 feet, 30 feet in front of the podium just talking. And he said, by the end of the sermon, that man, that man didn't reference the Bible once. <laughs> that man preached the whole sermon. Scripture ain't even come up in it. It's like, it <laughs> hey, man. And I think in a lot of ways, we don't want to live our lives like that, King. God help us. Many of us are becoming the kind of people where the Bible's so distant in the back. We're having full conversations with the people of God, and the Bible is blurred out behind us, 30 feet away. So, man, and I, I and, and this is damning yeah. for our Christian witness. It is, it is it is damning for our Christian mission. Mission. It is damning for our Christoformity. Mm-hmm. And those who don't know what I'm talking about. When I say crystal forming, I'm going to use that a lot because I love that it's word. It's going to be the word of the season. Yeah, baby. Uh, it is being conformed to the likeness of Jesus, the pathway to glorifying God fully and living life fully, mm-hmm. i.e. happy. Amen. Happy Christ, happy life. Amen. And um, so anyways, um, yeah, bro. I, I Yeah, I, to sum all that up, man, my, my point is just simply... I'm looking around and seeing a lot of bored men. Uh, and that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of bored men who have lost their awe of Jesus and have fallen in love with arguments, bro. Mm-hmm. They are so in love with debate, which, don't get me wrong, argumentation is important. There's a place for it. There's a we place like for it. it. There is. Scripture even speaks to, right. to tearing down right. arguments that right. might set themselves up against Jesus. Right. That does not mean that everything that you think is wrong in this world is an attack on Christ. Right, right. Especially since in your argumentation, you ain't even mentioned a man. <laughs> How is Jesus at all related to this? Right. I got time for this mess, bro. Right. Don't get bored. Mm-hmm. There's much more digging to do. We have 
had this book as sacred to us for, and I don't know, bro. I don't think there's been, I don't know this for sure, but I'm, I'm, I feel fairly confident that there's no other book that has had more other people writing, has, that's had more people writing books on it than this book. Mm-hmm. The commentary, the libraries, the encyclopedias, all of it trying to plunge the depths of this revealed word. Amen. And there's much in there that is difficult for us to parse out. But the stuff that is pretty clear. Yeah. Bruh, don't get bored with it. Amen. Man, dig deep and see how it might wreck you. I was, Brandon Lake was here last week and we were hanging out. And he, he says that he always prays before he goes on stage. God, would you offend my mind? Mm. And what he means by that is all the things that I think are possible and all the things that I think are impossible, I submit them both to you. And where you say, where I'm holding on to something that is a lack of trust in what you can do and who you are, offend me by telling me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Offend me, God. Offend my mind. And I feel I felt encouraged by that because what a practice. Is God allowed to tell you that you're wrong? <laughs> you know? Wow. And, and the main way that God is going to talk to you about how you're wrong, King... Queen, brother, sister, it's through other Christians. Yeah. Not just through your own mind. No, 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 no. no. If you have a counsel of you, of me, myself, and I, we're always going to think we're right. That's right. Especially about scripture and how we apply it to society. Yes. Absolutely. And I and I think that, bro, I am, yeah. I mean, even as I'm thinking about that, that's 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 all its own conversation about how do we know that we're off, man? Mm. And I alluded to one way earlier, a very important way earlier, is is this bearing Christian fruit? Yeah. What is it doing to me? Yes, is it softening my heart? When I watched Candace Owens' documentary, did I leave that thing with a deeper, more malleable, uh, soft, fleshy heart for the suffering of people? Is that what happened? Or did I live, leave angry at the leftists and riled up and ready to go kick some butt in the culture war? Yes. Have I what shed a single tear yeah. at all over anybody or anything? Is everything that's happening in the war with Russia and in Ukraine uh, all political discourse? <laughs> As Russia is is, is 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 launching a Christian nationalist war against Ukraine, and yeah. people are dying, innocent people are dying. Yeah, does that move me at all? Or is we got to be careful because oh, oh wait, where are we? Where's our side at on this? Are we? Is Russia wrong? Mm-hmm. Not really, according to Candace. I mean, but anyway, that's that partisanship, man. The first casualty in partisanship is the truth. Oh wow, that's what they say. Which is so and true. And so that's why we have to be beholden to the truth because yeah. it will yeah. cause us to... to for it, If we are beholden to the truth and if, if we're saying, Lord, offend our mind, yeah. that means that we can be wrong no matter what side we're on. Yes, bro. And all sides can get it. Yes. Even Paul said that when his conscience was clear that he wasn't clear. I mean, I'm clear. I, I, if Paul the apostle had a humility that said... I could be off on this, even though I feel like I'm right. Because feelings, as my homie just told me the other day, I was a powerful quote, feelings do not tell you the truth all the time. Yeah. They just tell you how you feel truthfully. Right. Exactly. They're just honest about what's going on. And right. This is where you're at, bro. But that doesn't mean that's where reality is. Yes. And not feelings being, aren't the arbiter of truth. They are not. Yeah. 
they often are the obstacle to truth. Right. Right. But let's be clear, unless you get to the truth, you're going to be lost because your feelings are not safe. Yeah. Your feelings are not going to be safe when reality is somewhere else. Right. I just feel really good about him. I, I just feel good about her. Right. The one time that that happens out of 10,000 goes, we'll think about that. I remember one time I felt real good about those lottery ticket numbers and, and I hit. Well, how many tickets did you buy before? Right. You felt good about that. <laughs> for that exactly. Number. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And this is one of our greatest obstacles when we're trying to discern what is true. In mm -hmm. the pursuit of what is true is not to simply win a debate, uh, not that we could be uh, folks with tighter arguments. It's not so we can say, I told you so. The pursuit of truth is the pursuit of happiness, King. It's the pursuit of safety and security because unless we get to what God has said, we will be lost, not just now, but forever. Right, right. And I am convinced, my brother, that the means by which we begin to discern whether or not we have found ourselves in truth or in uh, echo chamber or in how we felt or in our pure con uh, conspiratorial uh, conclusions. Mm -hmm. Fruit is a big way. But I also would add to that is the voice of God's people. And, and especially God's people who you think are wrong. I'm going to tell you something, bro. Some of the most profound, illuminating moments I've had in my life have come from Christians who I thought were theologically wrong, bro. Mm -hmm. And I remember experience that about, experiencing that about 10 years ago. Yeah. I was shocked because I had a set of guys that I read. Yep. These are the guys. And the guys is like a, a, a family tree yep. of, of approved theological works. Right. And I remember sitting with individuals like Keith Kiesler, mm -hmm. my egalitarian, love pacifist yeah. brother. Right. And having him break down uh, uh, um, spiritual formation. Yeah, which is his, his bread and his butter. His expertise. Yeah. And finding myself coming up from drinking deeply in that, uh, those discipleship moments. Coming up for air, renewed, rejuvenated, ready to dive back in. Seeing it change my life. Being introduced to individuals uh, who I would have never read before. Right. But we shared this love for Jesus. Man, is that not the bar, man? Yes. Is, is the, the bar is set for loving the Lord Jesus and that the things that are truly non-essential should be treated that way. Yeah, yeah. And what I, I, I am challenging folks is to have a, 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 a healthy humility that there may be people that you are shutting down out the gate that God wants to communicate to you through. Last example of this. One of the things that I do in my own life is that I'm just going to be honest. I love my fans. I love my supporters. Every now and then, I have some weirdos come up to me after a show, catch me at a, in a hotel or, or at the hotel lobby or uh, in the, at the airport or something like that. And, um, and it can be very awkward. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they sometimes can be intrusive, rarely disrespectful. Uh, but 
sometimes it, I can, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like to try to see the good in any interaction I have with the people that support me. So, but every now and then, I'll have someone come up to me and say, "Can I, uh, can I pray for you?" And my my knee jerk reaction typically is, "No, I don't even know you. I don't. Are we talking to the same God? Like, what's going on there?" And what I have disciplined myself to do is every time, provided that the uh, the, the circumstances uh, allow it, you know. So if you're in line and there's a whole bunch of people around you and you want to do a prayer tent, revi- revival prayer, we can't do that. But what I have committed to do, man, is that when somebody comes up to me and says, can we pray together? Um, I pray. And if they're saying weird stuff, then I'll just pray with them. Yeah. I believe that everyone that names the name of Jesus and is truly talking about my Lord. Mm-hmm that they have something that they can impart yeah. into my soul. Same t- thing with my charismatic brothers and sisters that are yeah. come up to me and say, the Lord put something on my heart that I want to share with you. I mean, I kid you not, bro. I mean, I kid you not. It has been rare. I'll give you an example, actually. Mm-hmm. I was at this retreat thing one time for an event that I was doing, uh, and Carrie Job was there, mm-hmm. her and her husband. Um, uh, Cody who's also, both of them are incredible writers, incredible, incredible vocalists. In fact, they have this song called the, the Blessing. If you haven't heard it, you should listen to it. It's a good song. And Carrie went on, we were all praying, and she uh, wanted to say something that she felt like God put on her heart. And it was very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe her name is Christy Kane was there. Mm-hmm. She's a part, uh, she does, um, <laughs> she, uh, She's extremely charismatic mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. powerful sister, uh, and she uh, leads a powerful ministry that's uh, very, very much lifting up the chains on those involved in sexual sex trafficking. If I'm not mistaken, Amen. Uh, great people, lovers of the Lord Jesus. Definitely not where I am completely theologically, but where we differ, bro, even politically. Mm-hmm. Where we differ is way smaller, bro, than where we are united. Right. In loving Jesus and walking with him. Brother, both Carrie and the sister, Kristen, shared. Carrie gave this extremely charismatic, uh, prophetic word to all of us that were in the room. It felt like... Like we were in, in Acts when wow. the writer said that uh, the young women will prophesy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know we always, uh, the, the kind of, uh, is this off meter goes off right. immediately. And as she was speaking, bro, my heart was there ready to receive. She spoke so profoundly to exactly what I was going through in the moment and what I needed to hear from God that it sounded like God was speaking to me and nobody else in that room. Mm. I went up to her and I said, Carrie, I know somebody else raised their hand and said what you shared was for them, but I think they're wrong. That was for me. You said everything that I would want to hear from my Father in heaven. You said it word for word. You just didn't say Kevin Burgess at the end of it. Mm. And it was another reminder, bro that there are ways in which God intends to shape us outside of the echo chambers that we feel comfortable in, bro. Right. There's things that God wants to do in and for you and teach you, 
from the people that don't do church like you, yeah. don't vote like you. Trip was telling me about how he was having a conversation with a brother uh, who had said to him, there is no way that you could be a Christian and a Democrat. There's no way. It's, it's not possible. And I know a lot of people yeah, no, believe that. I literally that. have seen people say that. And, uh, and he said to this brother, he said, you know, it's interesting you say that because I'm thinking of a sister right now, one of the most faithful, I mean, this woman walks with God, God walks with her, exudes the life of Christ, obeys the scripture. I'm thinking of this woman right now and a conversation we had. And she said she could not understand how people could say that they are supporting Donald Trump and lifetime Republicans no matter what, which a prominent Christian leader said here recently. Mm -hmm. Yep. He said, I can't see how they can say that and walk with Jesus. Mm. That's what she said. I'm not saying that that was right. Right. All I'm saying is, is that on both ends of the spectrum, there are individuals that are saying the same kind of Christian cognitive dissonance mm -hmm. about the other side. Right. There is only one place that we meet, bro. And that is at the cross, bro. Mm -hmm. And the imperatives and the essentials of the cross, bro. And then to let that qualify, guide, and uh, and 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 and, and uh, uh, influence the the things that that exist secondarily to that reality. That's it, bro. That was great, man. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just again. This is our first episode. Yes. In in season five, and um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this season. Yeah. I think that this is a little bit of a preview of some of the things that we're yes, going to be discussing. Yes, that's that's what this was supposed to be. Yeah. And and a, I, a bit of a survey. We didn't yeah. get into all the stuff that we're going to get into. No, yeah. I can't wait to talk about this bad boy right here, Dane Ortland's gentle and lowly. Uh, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. Woo. We are also doing a deep dive. Uh, uh, KB's book. My book that comes out in March, Southside Rabbi, will get to walk through this mug before anybody else does. This is, in my opinion, my important, most important work today. Really? To, this is my most important work to date. Amen. And as I'm walking, as me and Derek, the producer of Southside Rabbi, are, are producing the audio book right now, uh, which will feel like Southside Rabbi. Um, as we're producing it right now, uh, uh, I'm, I'm reading through it and I'm like, I cannot wait to walk through this mug yes. with our audience, bro. Yes. Uh, so that and then much more. Uh, I mean, the dream Hudson is uh, giving himself to the podcast in a way that he never has before. Uh, and we have a, in terms of his time and capacity, this is his full time gig for 2023 and Lord willing beyond, Amen. unless we get canceled and that's fine. <laughs> we have backup plans. We're actually extrude businessman as well. <laughs> We've been wanting to open up that Chipotle anyways. You may cancel our check, but, but you, you can't, can't cancel, cancel our God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, so man, we are too excited about what's to come. So um, we love you all so much. 
Uh, thank you so much for your support. And Southside Rabbi is back. Season five is upon us. Let's get busy. My name is K to the second letter. I mean the dream. We are Southside Rabbi. We love y'all. Peace. Yeah. And to our patrons, we love y'all. We too. love y'all on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a Christian Chipotle. It'll be a Christian Chipotle, man. You're going to walk in, it's going to be, our God is greater, our God is stronger. And we're going to be like, we're going to turn that mug into the, the Chick-fil-A of Chipotle. Oh, okay. They're going to love ours. We're going to have Christmas lights when Christmas comes. We're going to have people chasing you down. Gary Joe performing at Christmas Day. Gary Joe, Gary Joe, and Cody Carr, they're going to be there. You know what I'm saying? For King and Country, going to stop by our joints and do a, uh, 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 why are we doing all CCM? Uh, right. We're going to have Scooty, uh, uh, Scooty, Scooty Wop Scooty gonna be there. Lecrae gonna stop by. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? <laughs> NF, M, NF said that he gonna make an appearance. All right. Oh. So it's so it, try us. You feel me? <laughs> we'll figure it out.